Hello and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I'm Fani Paidimuri with Healthcare Service Corporation. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Dr. Bill Cap, CEO and founder at Fountain Life. Thank you, Dr. Cap, for joining me today. Uh, pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, can you tell us more about the recently announced Valware development in Park City, Utah, um, that will use AI technology to provide access to early health screenings and precision diagnostics in individual residences? Yes, absolutely. So one of the things that became very apparent to us for this diagnostic testing we're doing, and we have our four centers and, you know, we're kind of a B2C business, which really uh, is our, the core of our business model right now. But about six or eight months ago, we started being approached by high-end residential communities that wanted to offer an additional wellness benefit to their population. And so when we started speaking to them, it, it would dovetails exactly with the mission of Fountain. Number one, to not only collect the data and become a proactive company in terms of healthcare, but also how do we get to the house? Because ultimately we believe that the four walls of your doctor's office will dematerialize into the four walls of your home. We just proved this with COVID. As you can imagine, almost everybody got telemedicine uh, primary care because you couldn't go into a crowded emergency room or you could certainly can go to your doctor's office because it was closed. So we really believe that the, it, it, with the technology today, there's very little that cannot be done in a home environment for uh, disease, uh, you know, not only disease detection, but also on a prevention basis. And so when we were approached by the Magglesby Development Corporation and Extel uh, Development as well, uh, about the new uh, ski resort that's being built, the first new ski resort in North America in over 40 years. Uh, it's on the backside of Deer Valley. It's a 6,000 acre uh, ski resort. And there is a uh, company there, uh, Chad <clears throat> Magglesby, who's the CEO of the company, was very interested in how do I embed a Fountain Life facility and make that part of my community of 200 and 250 homes there because uh, high-end residential, but more importantly, uh, it would be uh, that the membership or the expense of that would be incurred in homeowner's fees. So it becomes a different model. I mean, we're all kind of trained that healthcare has to be paid for by insurance companies. And I would argue if you pay for, you know, wellness on the front end and some of this diagnostic servicing on the front end, you may never need your health insurance on the back end, right? So that's the whole point of preventing the problems from occurring in the first place. And so it was a very natural symbiotic relationship, and we're very happy and very proud of that. Plus, it will allow us to project this idea of precision wellness into the home because it's never been done before. And with the technology today, we can monitor your sleep cycles. We can monitor you know, ambient lighting, circadian rhythm. Uh, we can monitor food sources. We can monitor microbiome, all of this in a wellness environment. And uh, what we were unaware of that has been growing over the last six to 12 months is the trend toward wellness real estate. And so developers around the world now uh, are getting a premium for wellness real estate. They're getting able to charge anywhere between 25 to 50% more for wellness-based real estate that has real science behind it versus just regular real estate that you know might have a gym or a, or a spa attached to it. And so the idea here, nothing wrong with gyms and spas. We use those tools as part of your healthcare and ongoing well care program but you have to, you can only manage what you measure. And if you don't measure your baseline, then how do you know if the red light therapy is working? How do you know if the stress reduction is working? How do you know that your microbiome is getting better? Uh, you know, we can recommend plant-based diets all day long, but if it's not changing your microbiome in a positive way, then maybe you need a different type of microbiome treatment. So the point is, 
these tools are available now for the very first time. And uh, the developers like Valver are very interested in this. And, and we have other, uh, we probably have 20 other locations that have approached us about embedding this because we're not so sure you can change the healthcare system in the United States uh, by going through the healthcare system because the current healthcare system is paid when you break. And the reality is you wanna avoid being broken. And so if the only way your doctor gets paid is to treat you after you become sick and there's no payment model for him to be paid or, or he or she to be paid to keep you healthy, which is currently what it is, then, mm -hmm. then you have to make the investment in your own health. But more importantly, we believe you have to build a system outside the system, very similar to how Amazon and, and Sears uh, did battle, right? Uh, Amazon didn't try to talk Sears into becoming an online platform. And, uh, and Sears didn't try, right? And the point being is that uh, Jeff Bezos and his, uh, you know, forward-looking thought process is, hey, you know, I think I can deliver anything to the house right. and right. increase, uh, you know, that connectivity to, to the end user. And so we believe it's the end users of healthcare that really, you know, need first access to this technology. And the end users are the people who pay for it, which are individuals, uh, businesses, and uh, obviously governments as well. Sure. I mean, again, sounds definitely like a groundbreaking uh, technology as well as uh, the concept. And uh, definitely the entire uh, world is moving towards preventive care and uh, Fountain Life is uh, being the pioneer in this space. Now, how can early diagnosis made possible by this innovative technology used at Fountain Life really going to change the healthcare model right now? I know you mentioned about uh, reactive payment mechanisms at the moment. So I'd love to learn your, get your perspective in terms of how you're targeting the healthcare model. Yeah, so we think ultimately this will be a digital platform. I mean, we have our centers where you can go and get your diagnostics and things, but we're working toward a digital platform where you would be able to schedule your own MRI, schedule your own CCTA at a fixed facility, and then everything else really can be done remotely. And so the idea here is to have the AI guide you through your health. We spend four and a half trillion dollars in the United States on healthcare. That's what our spend will be this year. Four and a half trillion dollars, twenty percent of GDP for some of the worst outcomes in the world. Okay, we are not at the top of the. Just because we spend more doesn't mean we get better results. And the point being is that every other country around the world is faced with the exact same problem. The fundamental paradigm shift that has to occur is this idea of waiting for you to become symptomatic before we treat you. So we use the airline analogy frequently. And I always say, you know, the airline industry in the 50s and 60s went through a point where every air, every jet aircraft was crashing and it was crashing for a reason because of metal fatigue or engine fatigue or part failure. And what did they do? They basically grounded the fleet until they found out what the problems were, started x-raying the machines, started looking at sensor technology, started doing preventive maintenance programs. So today you jump, we'll jump on a jumbo jet like I did uh, you know, several, a few months ago and, and flew to Delhi from Chicago and didn't think anything about it, right? So the point being, you know, you jump on an airplane and you never question the safety because the pilot is there to get you to your destination safely. They are trained in the emergencies, but they're paid for to get you there safely. Yeah. Medicine is the last frontier where we wait for the problem to occur rather than prevent it at the beginning. And so it turns out you can spend a fraction of the dollars that we do on healthcare today. And we've done the modeling. We think we can lower the healthcare cost in the United States by over half uh, easily. And a lot of people say, well, it's only spent at the end of life. Well, the reality is the other part of the, the, the equation is that we manage decline in healthcare 
in the United States today. We, uh, we manage decline in aging and physical function rather than saying, you know, there's we, we know from our advisory team, which is an Augusta advisory team with Dr. Eric Redin from the Buck Institute, that there's no reason that you cannot live to a robust age 98. Okay, physiologically today with what we know, we're not looking for another breakthrough. We know that with what we know today, there's no reason you can't make age 98 healthy. Right. And the point is the system today only manages decline, right? We don't tell you that we can reverse your heart disease when you go see your family doctor because he doesn't know about it. We don't tell you that we don't we can reverse type two uh, insulin dependent type two diabetes because more money is made in insulin and, and you know medications and all of this other stuff. Your average physician, uh, only 25% of medical schools teach any classes on nutrition. Okay. Wow. And your doctor is trained like a pilot in the simulator. They're right. trained for the emergencies. And I always remind people, you go to medical school to learn pathophysiology, with this pathologic physiology, which is illness-based physiology. You're not, you don't go to medical school and you're not trained on how to keep people healthy. So if you're asking your standard family doctor who's straight out of whatever residency how to be healthy, they can give you some baseline recommendations, but chances are they don't know anything about the microbiome. Chances are they don't know anything about these new technologies because they haven't been taught. And so it's not their fault. They're in a system that you know rewards. I mean, the sicker you are today in the system, the more money the system makes. The more money the hospitals make, the pharma companies, your doctor, I mean, it's a system that's predicated on you becoming sicker for them to make more money. Now, mm -hmm. I know that sounds harsh, but that's the reality. I know I've lived on both sides of the system. I understand what, what the, the economics look like. But if we're going to fix the underlying problem in medicine, you have to get in front of it. And with an aging population, we can't afford to warehouse our elderly forever. We have to find a way to give you a robust life until whatever that age is, and, and I tell people all the time, the amount of in innovation we're seeing on a day-to-day -day basis inside of Fountain uh, and other companies that we deal with, uh, in the next 10 years, we will see more healthcare innovations than we have in the last 150. And it will be revolutionary, and the system is not ready for the change, but uh, I, I suspect they're gonna resist the change because all change is bad, right? Even change for the better sometimes. Uh, but I, I think that we're at a tipping point with the economy. We're at a tipping point in the healthcare system. Most people will tell you they're pretty sure the healthcare system's broken today and uh, looking for alternatives. And, and so far, uh, you know, this is one, this is our belief that this is how we're going to solve the problem. Uh, but, um, you know, but it, it, it is a big, a, a little bit of an uphill battle, as you might imagine. Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely intriguing to hear uh, you, Bill, and uh, it's changing my pers perspective about the healthcare within this country as well as the world and how uh, healthy living is being looked at in the current day versus what you're trying to position. That's exciting. Now, I definitely want to learn more from you in terms of taking advantage of these advanced screening capability. Is this available for everyone? And uh, how can people take advantage of these programs at Fountain Life? Yeah, so we have uh, three programs uh, and anybody can take advantage. We're not, we don't take insurance because Medicare wouldn't pay for it anyway, and the insurance companies aren't interested in it yet, maybe one day. But um, but what we do is we have three programs. We have one called our Snapshot or our Precision Diagnostics, where you get just kind of a quick snapshot, uh, and uh, that's our least expensive program. Uh, we have our Apex program, which is a program where you can come in, go through a full assessment, and at the same time have a one-year 
follow-up with an entire healthcare team that can help optimize every aspect of your health. And then we have our most expensive program, which is our EDGE program, which you have to be, you have to qualify for. It's for our ultimate biohackers, the people that are interested in regenerative technologies, you know, stem cell therapies, things of that nature. We don't do stem cells uh, here uh, in the United States, um, but we are involved with stem cell trials uh, that we administer in our centers uh, in conjunction with a, a well-known stem cell company here in the United States. So point is we're continuing to collect data, uh, but you can go to fountainlife.com and you can get all the information you need and, and have your questions answered by one of our program advisors if, you, if you're interested in pursuing the program. That's exciting. Um, what next for Fountain Life, Bill? Um, is it more centers? Are you thinking about more AI advanced technology, um, integrating with the payer industry? Yeah, so so we don't know about the payer industry. I think eventually, you know, we have uh, my belief is, you know, we're a little like uh, Tesla. We don't really care who makes the electric cars as long as more electric cars are made. And we don't really care who adopts the platform as long as we move to a much, a much more proactive approach. So a couple of things. So we have got several initiatives going on, not only in the United States with uh, mixed-use real estate and wellness developers, but also we have uh, programs. Uh, we have a partner in India, uh, and we're building a Fountain Life Center in Rishikesh, and we'll be looking at several other locations throughout India. Uh, Dr. BK Modi is our partner in India. And then in addition to that, uh, we have some initiatives going on in the Middle East, um, they're very much interested in this advanced technology, as you can imagine, in UAE and Saudi and Qatar. Uh, they're not interested in reproducing our sick care model. Uh, they would rather go from 1G to 5G and skip all the steps in between. So that makes sense for them. Uh, we also have some initiatives going on in Mexico uh, and also in Canada as well with some partners. So we have growth in multiple locations. We, have, we get approached a lot, but we want to make sure that before we add more centers that we, you know, the centers are really designed, number one, to collect data. And then two, to be able to administer this advanced technology to our members. But ultimately, our goal is to create the AI platform that powers a digital platform that access that allows anybody to access this information. And so, um, you know, if you want to get on the cutting edge of all this, you know, there's a great book that Peter uh, and Diamandis and Tony Robbins wrote called Life Force. Uh, and it's a brand new book. It was a bestseller about a year ago and still, you know, doing well. It will outline all of the healthcare innovations that are really coming down the pike, everything from stem cell therapy to cellular reprogramming, gene therapy, all of those inside one book so you can get a glimpse into the future. Uh, and then in addition to that, you can, uh, you, know, you can go to our website, you can sign up for our free newsletter where we detail a lot of this over time. And so you know, you'll get blogs where you can hear about some of this because Quite frankly, I, I speak in front of a lot of different groups, and the, the one group that doesn't hear this is actually physicians, and it's not a fault of theirs. They're just not trained in it, uh, and they're not up to speed on it, and and because the system doesn't pay them to administer these tests, they really don't. They're, they're a little bit of a loss about what to do with the testing. Uh, we have some people that are very interested and data-centric, and they're like, wow, that's really cool. You know, show us more of this, and then we have some physicians who just throw the report in the trash can because they say, I don't know what to do with this. So you, you just... Pick your doctor wisely. <laughs> like Tony Robbins says, always get five opinions. Um, yeah. They're all different. And look, it looks if any physician is really legitimately honest with themselves, they'll understand that there is no physiologic way uh, that you could possibly keep up with all the medical literature that's being published on a daily basis. Uh, we estimate there are two articles a minute published worldwide, 24-7. I'm not surprised. <laughs> so, so without a large language model, I mean, in NLP, you're not going to be able to read the data. 
much less analyze the data. And our estimates right now is that a family practice doctor would have to read 26 hours a day just to keep up with the innovations. Right. So, so if your doctor says they are sure of whatever you think you have, you know, first of all, it's almost impossible to know what the latest state of the art of the technology is today, right. uh, whether it be diagnosis or treatment. So I, I just use people, number one, we recommend that you become CEO of your own health that you take a proactive approach and don't be passive and ask lots and lots and lots of questions. And if you're not getting the answers you look for, just keep looking. I mean, obviously the, the chat GPTs of the world are making a big difference. It does hallucinate, it's not totally accurate, uh, but it, you know, as far as getting information, there's lots of ways to do that today. Absolutely, I think uh, using generative AI would be a classic case of uh, having a consolidated insights delivered to you from all of these journals. Uh, Two articles per minute is uh, an awesome insight, uh, Bill. It was uh, great talking to you. I definitely enjoyed um, and learned a lot more in terms of preventive health. Uh, I'm going to log on to and ask the viewers also to log on to fountainlife.com and learn more about what Fountain Life and the great uh, technological innovation that Fountain Life is going through. But uh, once again, I'd like to thank you for joining me today. Uh, please visit cdomagazinetech.com for additional interviews. Great. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.